Hey there, I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, and you are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of gondrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm joined by Dave Peck. He is the Chief Marketing Officer of Kind Financial. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. So uh, we're, we're bantering a little bit uh, before we jumped into this, yep. and you've only been in the industry how long? Uh, two, two weeks at this point, two weeks. Yep. I am new to this industry. So, so tell me about life before the industry. Uh, what, what'd you do before and, and how, and how'd you end up here? Um, so I'm one of those early adopter geeks, as I like to say, I'm always the guy that used something first, it'd be online or social or devices, Alexa's, things like that. And um, I found my way into digital and social media about 10 years ago. Uh, we called it new media. We didn't even know it was social media. And got involved with podcasting like yourself. Uh, one thing led to another. And a brand started rushing into social sites like Twitter and Facebook trying to figure out how do they use it. And I got picked up for some consulting by Coca-Cola. Ended up consulting for Wells Fargo, Sergio Rossi, Gucci, more reality stars than you can shake a stick at um, because they all want to be famous. <laughs> and eventually uh, a little company called PayPal about five years ago made me an offer I could not refuse. I have five children and they, my wife said, they offer health insurance? Like, yeah, <laughs> you're taking that job. <laughs> Joined PayPal back in 2012 to launch their social and digital strategy and campaigns. And then about a few months ago, ready for a change, and I'm now in the cannabis business working for uh, Kind Financial. So, so you're ready for the change. Tell, tell me about how, how you discovered the position and uh, why did you decide to enter this space from you know, something pretty mainstream? Yeah, I get that question often. So uh, introduced to David, so... David is the CEO and founder, and we got introed, and we had some back and forth for a while talking about opportunities with Kind Financial. I uh, ended up meeting more back and forth and talked to my family about it, you know, specifically my wife about, you know, I'm looking, you know, to be inspired, something new. And, you know, like I said earlier, I'm one of those, I, I keep saying it funny, but early adopter geeks, but I'm one of those guys that, you know, I want to, I love being part of a team that's solving for something, you know, and then doing something better than anybody else. PayPal did, does what they do better than anybody else. It was great to be with them at a time when things were exciting and moving forward. And talking to David, I, I was just inspired in realizing the kind of team he's brought together and they're solving for a problem in, in the cannabis industry, you know, around compliance and financial solutions and to help businesses you know, with government agencies and just thrive, for lack of a better word, in this time of change. And I knew I wanted to be part of it. And it got me excited. And I'm, I really am excited. I think this is going to be a great ride, and I'm looking forward to it. So what are some of those things that, that drew you? What are some of those things that excite you? In regards to this industry? Yes, sir. Um, oh, what excites me? Um, building a team. So that's, you know, and a team of people that are made up of veterans and 
regulators. I, I find that fascinating. I know that's weird, but that kind of stuff excites me. I'm a policy geek. I understand. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to be a policy geek. I'm not quite there yet, but I, and lobbyists and things like that. Um, prior, you know, you asked me one of the reasons I took it and about a month prior to my first conversation with kind financial, I was talking to, to a former pay, pay, colleague who's a lobbyist and I must've drilled that guy for three hours. No, Devin, I kid you not. <laughs> and asking questions like that is just fascinating. And then the timing with that conversation and kind just really got me interested. Um, so what, you know, um, things that excite me, helping the industry grow, um, being part of a team that's, like I said, doing something that others aren't doing. And with kind, it's, you know, helping just customers with compliance rules, helping them with banking. There's that word, right? Um, and just doing things better than anybody else. So did you, is this something you looked into when you were looking for a change? Did you say, hey, I, I want to go to the <laughs> cannabis industry? No, it was not, if I have to be completely honest. Um, you know, the other question I get is, am I a cannabis user? How do I feel about it? I'm neutral, you know? So it could, it, it, the product does not necessarily have to be cannabis for me in this example, right? It just happens to be. <laughs> and I, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm in California. What can I tell you? <laughs> so, so tell me about what, what is your job description over there at Kind Financial? The, the CMO, what, what do you do? I have a fancy title, right? Um, <laughs> Or CMO, people are like, what the heck's a CMO? So I am in charge of marketing first and foremost. How are we marketing? How are we targeting our, our users? How are we getting the word out um, around what we're doing here at Kind Financial? In addition, I pick up PR, so public relations falls, and this, for this company falls under there as well. So talking to, being a spokesperson, talking to one of the best podcasters I know, <laughs> things like that, who I've known for five minutes. It's Things like that. And then operations too, day to day, you know, how can we do things better, faster, more efficient? So, so you, you came from PayPal, as you said, I mean, they're, they're well known, they're publicly traded. Um, can you tell me about some of the ra reactions that you received when you, you know, made the jump to this industry? Yep. So, so one of the questions I get a lot is how did people react? Like you said, where people, I've had nothing but welcoming and arms wide open. No one has said, what are you thinking? Are you an idiot? Or I don't like cannabis, things like that. The other thing that's happened is it happens every day when someone finds out. Um, they all have friends that are in the business. So it's like one of those things that's taboo I'm starting to learn that people don't necessarily talk about. But then when they know, oh, you're in the same industry, let me introduce you to a friend. Or, I mean, I've got, you can see right here, I have this about four business cards of people that have given me that want to talk. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's one degree of cannabis. It's, it's all around me. So no, nobody, it's, it's incredible. nobody, you know, called you a crazy person for entering an industry that's, that is a little under fire right now. <laughs> no, not at all. One of the best, uh, message messages I have via Facebook messenger was from, uh, next colleague named Christina who wrote, I told her I'm getting the cannabis and she wrote back, you're Dave Peck. Of course you are. <laughs> I is not shocked at all. You know, that's the kind of thing I do. I go for that soon to be, you know, that new and up and coming thing. That's just in my blood. So, so what have been some of the learning curves that you've had to endure in your short tenure thus far? 
Ah, one of the learning curves. Um, rules for cannabis are a little different when it comes to digital and social. So that's the first one, you know, running ads on Facebook. You can't um, use images necessarily or anything that encourages marijuana use. But yet, as a business, you can be there. So how's that for a yin and a yang, right? Yeah. So it's okay to advertise on a Facebook or an Instagram or things like that. But you can't you necessarily use images of your product. So I find that a little interesting, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Uh, the other one is compliance. I, I understand that Kind Financial is in the compliance business. I'm in the compliance business. We, when reviewing, when I first, before I came on board, they walked me through the product, and these questions are blowing my mind. Where did you do? I hope I use the right terminology, by the way. Uh, nobody <laughs> judge me here. What do you do when you trim the uh, cannabis plant? What did you do with the trimmings? Who took it? Where did it go? I'm like, what? I go, I just had a lot of questions. And the team's like, oh, no. They have to have this information. If they get audited, they've got to have this all. And that's why we built the product. It's mind-blowing to me, sorry. Uh, the, who, what time was it disposed of? Who bought the product? How do they pick it up? I, I mean, I can go on and on and on. That is a huge learning curve. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> it's it's no joke. It's it's very serious business. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting that. The the so so you had mentioned uh, that the you know on Facebook and, and Twitter you can't uh, you can't market a certain way. You can't yep. use images. So so what changes are you going to have to make with your own marketing strategies to adapt? To these rules. So historically, one of my main strategies has been images. Image first. Um, people are w looking at ads and are going on social networks on their phone first, right? It's a mobile world we live in, and so it's harder for people to read the read the content, the copy, sorry, versus the images. So I have to adjust what the images I'm using, how I think about it. It's gonna is really gonna be something I'm gonna have to dive into. You know, grabbing people's attention on their mobile device is is that's a big one for me. And then um, tightening up who we're who I not who we target, but in my past, my demographics have been different, right? I can go younger, I can go older, and in this industry, I'm learning that you know it's that 18 to 34 right in there, I believe. Well, and I know someone's going to email me and go, "Hey, I'm 72." You're right. <laughs> um, it's for anybody, but. I have to train myself a little bit different there. So I, I want to talk to you a bit more about uh, this, the marketing strategies. But before we do that, I want to take a short break. This is Entrepreneur.com podcast. I'm T.G. Brandfall. This episode of the Gondrepreneur.com podcast is made possible by Name.com, a global provider of domain name, web hosting, and email services. Every successful cannabis business needs an online presence, and every successful online presence begins with a domain. From your website to your email address, a good domain is easy for your customers to remember, it looks nice on a business card or billboard, and it reflects the true identity of the project it represents. It's important to reserve your domain early on when you are starting your business, as you may find that the .com address for your preferred brand or concept has already been taken. If somebody has already purchased the ideal .com for your business, they might be willing to sell it. 
But if they aren't, you may have to get creative with one of the new alternate domain extensions, such as .co, .club, .shop, or even .farm. Reserve your domain name today at name.com slash gonjapreneur. If you are a domain name investor or venture capital firm interested in acquiring or advertising premium cannabis domains, go to the Gondrepreneur domain market to browse a wide variety of names, including strains.com, cannabismedia.com, mj.com, and countless others. Discover branding opportunities for your next startup and learn about listing your premium domain names for sale at gondrepreneur.com slash domains, sponsored by name.com. Welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, TG Brandfault, here with Dave Peck, the CMO of Kind Financial. Uh, so before the break, we were talking a bit about how you're going to have to adapt uh, your own how you're going to have, have to adapt your own marketing style to fit this space. Um, as we know, you're, you're brand new to this space. Um, so, so I want to talk to you a bit more broadly about marketing and, and social marketing. Um, what are some common mistakes that you've seen from new companies uh, throughout your career? So a lot of them will launch social channels or a digital campaign, and they're doing what I call shouting, right? It's look at me, here I am, come check me out. And then they wonder why no one's liking their content or engaging with their content. And I just, you know, I define engagement as a like, a share, a comment, call it an action, right? Okay. Um, and those companies will throw a lot of money and wonder why is nobody talking, talking back to me or sharing my content? It's because you're just shouting at them. You're like, hey, we've got a sale or <laughs> I pick on Jamba Juice, but buy three Jamba Juice, get one half off only in Milwaukee on a Wednesday. <laughs> And I'm like, and why is nobody going to Milwaukee Wednesday? Well, first of all, you're using Twitter. Twitter, in my head, is a amplification tool that's global. So it doesn't mean the people in Milwaukee are going to see your post, right? Anybody could see that. If you have that poor Jamba Juice example, that's a Facebook play, right? You can use Facebook to target people. You know where they live. For $20, you can get a targeted ad and get those people in Milwaukee on a Wednesday. So they don't use the channels. They don't think it through. They think all social channels are the same, for lack of a better term. Because that's one of the biggest mistakes I see. Uh, I can uh, Others, um, influencer marketing. A lot of companies like to hire influencers. And then they'll have a YouTuber make a video. Great, this is the best video. And then they put it on their channel. Their being not the influencer. Well, time out. You just pay this influencer to create a video, you want to have them shared on their channel because you want to target their audience. You want to get outside the bubble for lack of a better term. That's another one of my favorites. And then lastly is measurement. How, and my team has already learned this at Kind. How do you measure success? I'm all about metrics, right? So if you come back and you hire a Snapchatter and you come back with 1 million opens, you go, look, I spent $100,000. I, I know because I got a million opens. I'd be like, so what? What's the value of an open? Did anybody click on a link? Did anybody buy the product? What happened? You know, those kinds of things. That's the other one, because the people get caught up in impressions, which is how many people saw the video. Uh, what's the value of an impression? I have no idea. Doesn't help me. I'm mean like that, by the way. Can you tell? What might you tell, you know, a new company who's already made some of these mistakes? How can they rectify them? And what advice would you have for them? 
measure everything, which sounds like a lot of work, but it's not. So you start backwards. So, you know, so people say, so when I work with companies in the beginning, they'll say, I'll say, so what does success look like for you? We want everyone to share our social post. It's like a shrink, right? You're talking to your psychologist as we work through it. No, you really don't. You really want people to go to your landing page and buy your product. So start there. How can we get people to come to our landing page and buy our product? Okay. How do we measure that? Maybe it's a bit.ly, which is one of those links. If you're not familiar with it, where you can you custom link. They're free, by the way, everything's free. You go there and I'll tell you how many people clicked on your link, what time of day, where they came from. Take that data and go, okay, I know people are clicking at 11 versus nine and they really do it on Thursdays. Okay. You know what I should do? I should post my comment at 11 on Thursdays, you know, and then watch them and then see if the number of clicks go up. Great. More people are coming to my landing page, that kind of data. I can go on for hours. So I don't want to bore everybody, but working your way that way, you, you know what you're doing wrong, make more educated decisions. And a lot of it is all free. So when you came into this space and you started working with kind financial, what were their goals for you as, you know, this, this social marketer? Uh, the goal for me is to increase awareness around kind financials products, um, get more people talking about what we're doing and make awareness of what problems kind financial solves along the lines of education, um, compliance, uh, banking with our link to banking products. Um, yeah. And awareness, I would say is the high level answer. The measurement. Moving forward to um, some of the some of the strategies that you're going to employ for kind. Is there is are you going to take any sort of uh, different approach because you're in the cannabis space than than you would in the outside space? And I know that's similar to to a previous question. What I mean is specifically, uh, you know, kind doesn't touch the plant. Right. So you can obviously you have a little more leeway than than you do as opposed to a company that would touch the plant. So what sort of things are you planning on rolling out or utilizing for kind? I think it kind of goes back to my measurement point about I want to be more educated in the actions we take. So because we're in the cannabis industry, finding the our audience could be a little harder than other, you know, versus people that drink soda pop or like to shop. Um, so I think we'll be heavier on Facebook, if that makes sense, because with Facebook, you can get a lot of data and a lot of great analytics for, you know, I always tell people that for $20, my kid can get you a ton of coverage on Facebook and he's 11. You know, <laughs> he knows it better than you know, scary. Something most adults I know, um, how to and my credit card shows these bills. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, anyway, <laughs> so, so I think there's a great data who back to my point of again about the audience and who they are and where they're located. I think we can make kind can using my experience, make really educated marketing campaigns. How about that? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Try not to repeat myself from earlier, but that's really what I think I bring to the table and where we'll be. So I, I want to talk to you a bit more again about about some more broader issues uh, with the marketing in the cannabis space uh, but we'll take our last break the scottrepreneur.com podcast from tg brandfall 
At Gontrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of canna bias, which is when a mainstream business, whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gondrepreneur.com Business Service Directory, a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis-friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to Gondrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today. Welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfall. here with Dave Peck, Chief Marketing Officer of Kind Financial. Um, so I'm sure you guys over there collect a ton of data with your software. Um, can you tell me about how you plan on using uh, portions of that data for marketing purposes? So great question. So that's one of the first things I looked into when I started Kind was I had uh, reached out to one of the guys on the marketing team and asked him to look into what is the data we can pull, what is that data we might want to pull later, keeping in mind we want to stay within our user agreement about using people, the data, as well as within the legal rights. So I said, make sure you talk to the lawyers first and check the user agreement. What can we pull? Or what would we like to pull in the future? Right? And not sharing anyone's private data, obviously. Um, I'm interested, you know, like, What's what are the biggest sales day with you know for cannabis products? What are the cannabis products being sold to almost often? Um, what's the average purchase price? Where are they located? I would love to get my hands on all that data within the rules and keeping our users safe, of course. So that is something we're absolutely looking into, but we're not taking any action at this time. Just looking into it and, and I'm you, all about the rules. And you would use that stuff. Um, you know, like you said, to target marketing, just, you know, so, so maybe it would go out on a Tuesday yeah, instead of also, a Wednesday. Yeah. And then also just to give you a little, what's the line behind the kimono, you know, you see it happen all like today, someone put out an article about the number one edible, I can't remember the name and it was gummy bears. That stuff gets media's attention, you know, gets PR basically. So you can help tell your story. So you say, Hey, we've got this great stat. And by the way, here we are, and we're rolling out a new product. So it kind of becomes part of a campaign and 
companies that are sitting on that kind of data, I encourage them to look into it and see, again, within the rules. I know I'm repeating myself like a third time talking to one of my kids, but you want to stay legal. You want to stay, you don't want to do anything that risks your clients, customers' data or anything like that. So be really careful with that kind of stuff. And coming, again, coming from, um, you know, an outside industry and you said that you're sort of neutral on on cannabis. Um, has, what, what has this experience so far been like for you? It, you know, you said you were accepted with open arms, but what's the culture been like, you know, going from a PayPal to a kind? Has there been sort of culture shock for you? Well, I'll answer it this way. Going from a big company to a startup, you know, an entrepreneur, you know, a new company, I should say, um, that's different, but I knew that's where I came from. So I'm actually happy to be back. You know, a lot more, less cooks in the kitchens, able to get things done faster. Uh, you know, I'll answer your, the other part of your question this way is, I'm blown away with how mature this industry is. Um, I'll use the word professional. I just went to my first conference and I mean, there's people in suits. Yeah. Some guys are wearing vests. Um, at the conference I went to, there, the product was not there at all. There was no plants, but there's people selling lights and packaging and vapors and water with uh, cannabis THC in it. it. But how well-dressed they are. It was not what I expected from the TV shows and things like that. You know, it, it was it was really, I'm smiling when I'm saying it too. It was really fun too, actually. Which, which event did you attend? Uh, it was in D.C. last week. It was. Uh, we, we, we crossed paths like ships in the night. I, uh, I was in D.C. and I was actually, uh, I was notified that that was going on, but I, had a, I, was, I was doing some business down there and I heard that it was really an incredible event. It was amazing. It is just not what I expected at all. So yeah. would, you, would you have any in, interest in working with, in the future, obviously, working with companies that touch the plant, or are you more comfortable in an ancillary industry? Um, I can't speak for our CEO, but I would think that... Uh, not I'm talking touching. about you personally. Oh, me personally? I have no problem touching the plant. No, not at all. Um, I, I just... You know, I'm raised, I keep saying California, but I do think it has something to do with it, it just, or just my social. I'm like, whatever. You know, it's almost a non event for me personally. Don't care. It's your own <laughs> business. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I have no problem with it. You know, it's just so un- uneventful to me. <laughs> I laugh at how much attention this gets. Well, I mean, speaking of the attention, when, when it was announced, you know, we, we covered it, and, and actually that's the most times that I've been retweeted in my entire life. The minute that, I, that you retweeted it, I was like, oh, I, what is going on here? My phone's oh. blowing up. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. It's the Dave Peck story. That dude has followers. Oh, you mean me joining a cannabis company? Yes. <laughs> um, were, you, were you surprised at the response? Yeah. So prior to – you nailed this one really well. So prior to this story going out – Dave, the CEO, our CEO, David's like, hey, you don't understand how much coverage I'm going Give me a break. Like, no, this is a big deal. And I'm like, come on. He goes, you want to put some money down on it? <laughs> I'm like, I'll make a friendly wager. Sure. Um, I lost. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, please, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. But Forbes picked it up. Uh, Business Wire. Yep. It just goes on and on. Uh, some uh, pro cannabis celebrities retweeted it. I'm like, what the heck? I just, I did not have, I must have had blinders on 
I just did not get it. To me, it was a, like, really? really? Yeah. And here I am talking to you almost two weeks later still about it. <laughs> so, I mean, so you didn't expect it to, to kind of blow up the way it, the way it did. Not um, at all. Um, why, in your opinion, why do you think that, you know, the, the cannabis media and even the mainstream media was like, all right, this, this, we need to talk about this from your opinion. Um, if I had to be honest, I think it not validates, but I'm trying to use the right word, not professionalism, but shows that this is a real industry, maybe that these Silicon Valley types are moving to the cannabis industry. It's validates it. I don't know. Legitimizes it. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Um, Hey, there's some money to be made here. There's some, this thing is happening. People want cannabis to be able to access it. And I think this kind of shows it because along with some of the articles written about me, there are also articles about venture capitalists investing and pivoting their models, even in Silicon Valley to invest in the uh, cannabis industry. So it's crazy. That's the other thing that's happened is, Quite a few VCs have reached out to me to talk about, not necessarily, you know, like, do I know people they can invest in? I'm like, I've only been at this a week, guys. <laughs> this was a week. I haven't even met anybody yet. Well, as you meet people, and if you think they're businesses you can invest in, please let us know. I'm like, oh, my God. It, do, it's crazy. As someone who, who you know, is, has, has an entrepreneurial background, do, do, does it surprise you at all that, that VC firms are getting in on the ground floor of this? No, not at all. This is what they do, right? Yeah. They want to be. They want to get in on that early, early as possible, so they can get a, be- a bigger return at the end. So, uh, you know, back to you asked me about my past and getting in early is my thing. That's exactly what VCs do. It's just here's another industry. You know, you know, enough with driving self-driving cars. Let's get into something more practical that we can get a return back faster. So, the last question I really want to ask you is, um, what advice as an entrepreneur do you have for not only individuals considering getting into this space, but also people working in mainstream with mainstream companies who are considering getting into this space? In my opinion, the cannabis industry is still pretty young. It's growing really fast. You know, it reminds me of like the internet boom in the nineties or the computers in the eighties. So with all that being said, you're going to make mistakes in a, as you race to find solutions quickly. And, you know, that's okay. You know, everyone's going to make mistakes and things are going to move fast, but you, you be prepared. Um, you know, being the first may not equal being the most successful. So if you, if you don't take the time to do it right, you might not do it well. So you take the time to do it right, I should say, and do it well. First doesn't always mean successful in this in, in any industry. And if I compare this to Silicon Valley, you know, that's my two cents. If that makes sense, I kind of rattled. <laughs> no, it's, it's great, man. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Uh, congratulations on the new role. Welcome to the, uh, the, the, the strange, strange world of the cannabis industry. I, I am excited. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out to, uh, you know, t- two weeks in, you know, that's all, you got a lot of guts, my friend. Thank you. No problem. You were gentle. So it was great. 
You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you'll find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Sebastiano. I've been your host, T.G. Brandfall. Thank you.